Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Alright, alright, alright. Welcome back to another episode of Boots, Balls, and Bras. We are back from having a wonderful time in the Arnold Clark Cup last week with Earth Pond and Far Williams. We were sitting in the dugouts when the pretend rain, the sprinklers oh, almost hit us. <laughs> Don't know if you caught that on our last episode. But this week we've got a lot going on. We have the FIFA Best Awards, if you haven't heard, uh, and a wrap-up of what that entailed. Our halftime team talk is going to be talking about the international tournaments, including the Arnold Clark Cup. Lionesses, woo woo. And our second half is going to be talking about a few strikes going on. I don't know if you've heard, but uh, Wendy Renard no longer wants to play for France. And we've had an update even since we've decided to talk about this. So how are you guys feeling this week? I'm feeling a little bit ropey. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, my Just lack of sleep. Someone's just got back from Paris. Yeah. Why, yeah. why did yeah. you have lack of sleep? Really right. good awards yesterday. Been invited from FIFA to go to the FIFA Best Awards. Go really on. exciting night. Um, some controversy over some of the awards that were handed out, in my opinion. Yeah. But we'll get to that, will we not? Yeah. When, with your expert knowledge of the FIFA <laughs> and how the, you know, how the, 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 the timings of them are done would be helpful. Yeah. Um, to, to myself as a fan and I guess more fans out there because the better that's communicated I think the better you know the fans response to to awards will be yes okay well let's kick it off then the Ballon d'Or just for everybody to know is over a calendar year calendar year means first of January till December 31st however the FIFA best awards is normally over a season which start around August so this year it was the 7th of August from 2021 mm-hmm. if you can even remember yeah I can back. remember I can remember like it was building to the Euro so of course I can remember uh, no and then <laughs> that season was up insane. until the 31st of July 22 mm-hmm. so it was just literally <coughs> the day of the final mm-hmm. of the women's Euros mm-hmm. and, and look I, well, I had this conversation off air well, off the pod and based off of that Pateas's performances in that period she was untouchable yeah she was unbelievable you know, so there's not really an argument to that. Yes, she did miss the Euros. Beth Mead also had a fantastic club season, domestic season, but won no trophies with it, with her club. So Arsenal, they didn't win the league, the FA Cup, the Conti Cup. Where was it? Barcelona. Potatoes won everything, got to a, a Champions League final. And obviously mm-hmm. the injury just before the Euro tournament. Two days before yeah. the Euros. So, so that was a difficulty. I think what people was thinking, obviously, was the whole year, maybe yeah. from the January and obviously Beth Mead's performances. Then obviously winning the Euros with England. I think she's been phenomenal, just not, not not just on the pitch, stuff that have affected her off the pitch and how that mental strength and toughness to be able to perform at the level she did, yeah, I, I, I think it is was, was unbelievable. And I, I genuinely, I think the cameras were on me when they was about to announce that award. <laughs> yeah. And they definitely seen my disappointment in Beth Mead not getting it. Yeah. And it quickly went off me. Because <laughs> I think I said something that maybe I shouldn't have or they didn't want people to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's normal because but, you yeah. know Beth. You've played mm-hmm. with Beth. We all we've all met her. We've come in contact with her. She's just such a lovely human mm-hmm. being as well. And mm-hmm. then also obviously her mother passing away from 
the ovarian cancer, mm-hmm. I believe it was. Um, it just made you want her to win even more, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. But you know, the difficult thing is that when you told me that, I was like, yeah, that makes sense for the women. Yeah. You know, that makes sense why the women, you know, individual trophies went mm-hmm. the way that they did. But then I then looked at the men's, the, you know, yeah. the men's individual awards and it doesn't make any sense, mm-hmm. you know, because Argentina didn't win the World Cup until December of yeah. this year. 2022. So, so, I, I so it didn't sure make sense. That one in I, terms of like how they did. The well, I asked the FIFA people. I was okay. one of the. I don't know what part of. The, there's so many roles <laughs> within. There's so many the roles within. The best there's so no many clue, roles actually. within FIFA. But yeah. So basically, what how it was explained to me was the FIFA best eleven mm. is voted for your peers and your coaches, right? Yeah. So that's them. how that's done. Yeah. And, and then Pro really the used to run that. nominees for the individual awards are fan base votes. So I think that also explains why individuals win certain awards that was what was explained to me yesterday after the awards uh, by by fifa yep because only think, i don't know what role the role was so i think the FIFA I best awards, the best of my knowledge now but previously it was they handed me uh, a sheet that they had done some internet research on and said bex what do you think of this list um obviously it's come a long way since then but they have all of the captains of each national team and coaches can have one vote and then they have a couple. I think that media. nominates the smaller, smaller. So that cuts it down. Yeah. So then it goes into a, a public vote. Okay. So I think that might be the, you know, the, the, the list. Short ten, list. Ten, the short the short list. list. That's, maybe you're right. Mm. I could be wrong. But the lady that explained it to me also could be wrong and was probably just trying to bluff me while I'd had yeah. a few <laughs> it wasn't glasses us. of champagne. It wasn't <laughs> us. It was the fans. It was the fans. But yeah, what's your thoughts? Uh? Yeah, go on. Yeah, I, I just think it's really just a massive group think. Like for me, if you come away from, I guess, all the stats and stuff like that. If you look at who is the best player, there's no doubt that Meads had a really good season, but Pateus oh, is yeah. the best player. So yeah. when we're looking at actually who is the greatest, whether even if the men's no, one doesn't, doesn't link up, Messi yeah. is yeah. the best player. But what happens is when you have players who have really good seasons, and so and then you have the consistency of people just picking people because yeah, they know who them. their names, the name and who their friends are. Yeah. For me, it's really sad because then it doesn't make that award. Special. feel as much and feel as mm. special and really is that when Modric cel- broke it isn't exactly. it for the men you when he broke really that Messi yeah. and uh, Ronaldo yeah type. exactly and, yeah. and for me it's that it's that group thing it's that nepotism of who's a friend event and that's why I'm just like yeah let's just have a look and say this is the best player and give it to them forget about these windows and these mm. dates because yeah. like sports personality of the year it's about votes round about that time mm-hmm. see like what have they yeah. actually achieved not cut off at this date mm. like a tax year and then actually we bring that over to me can we just see who's been performing well? Can we just give them yeah. the accolades that they deserve? And yeah. just, just go from there. And so. there is that bias of you remember things that are closer to the time when mm-hmm. you're voting. So again, like a, we were, I was joking about it, but genuinely who remembers back to August of 21 besides you two, obviously. Opening day of the season, Arsenal beat Chelsea, of course. I yeah. <laughs> this is the women in WSL. Do you not remember the offside that wasn't and was Absolutely. and VAR? And is Emma this Hale like the it? part of the OCD that's good for you? Yeah. Is that, it's great. Football I love it. It just seems to just stick in my head. I just, if you talk about a game. Fantastic. Just have I can't chat. remember like really? my, the game games I played when you guys were asking about my debut I had to look it up couldn't remember who we played couldn't remember when it That's was crazy. don't remember score lines really wow. bad oh, yeah no. just on to the next man I'm like that in life yeah but not in football really <laughs> you gotta hang on remember, to I it you I mean, just reminded me I was in Paris yesterday otherwise I'd have forgot <laughs> <laughs> no I saw that big puffy orange jacket yes, on the train it looked really good um, shout out. yeah <laughs> what about the um the world 11 because uh, you mentioned that before but 
FIF Pro, who is the play, World Players Union. So they're the ones that represent the players globally and work with um, other players unions from each of the federations. So the US Players Union, the Germany, the England, etc. They used to do the World 11. And you know why? Now you tell me. Because That's FIFA right. didn't do it. So FIFA used to do a men's World Eleven and just decided not to care about the women. So they always had a female best player and female best coach, but they didn't have like goalkeepers new as well. That's mm -hmm. only recent. Mm -hmm. And so FIFA was like, fine, we'll do it. And so only now, I think it's only from this year, it might be even last year that they've joined and it's now the FIFA Pro and FIFA World Eleven. But that's why FIFA Pro is even in there because mm -hmm. they're not there on the men's side, if you notice. So just based on that then, is it still a lack of investment in terms of really looking at what's happening on the pitch across the country? So we look at, the the eleven and there's no Drake's not in the team. She's one best goalkeeper, but she's not <laughs> Mary Earps for those that don't know who Drake <laughs> is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and for me it's about actually are we really seeing what's happening in the domestic leagues and are we really giving people the accolades that they they should be having because from this team, I was saying Bon Matty. How is bon she, yeah. she not wow. in that team? Why yeah. would she? I don't understand. Like that one. these Spanish things, Barcelona player, if you don't know, even Vidima. If yeah. you base yeah. it, off, if you base it off of the the domestic league, which is what it is, because yeah. you know international tournaments don't happen between mm. um, August of twenty one to July of or mm. end of July, doesn't it? Mm. July of twenty two. How is Viv Miedemann not even a mention in that 11? Does mm. it even make sense for me? She carried that awesome team. Do you think that's because so of it doesn't just what I was talking about before? Because she didn't have a massively strong women's Euros. But then like, but, but Taylor's didn't play in it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And so, that's why I think there's so but many I mean, fans I'm always going to guess Viv Miedemann because not. I think she's the best player out there in yeah. the game. She's unbelievable. But I, generally, look how hard Arsenal worked to keep her. Mm. You know, I was like, look, she deserves to maybe go to a Barcelona or a Lyon, mm -hmm. you know, a team that are really going to go on and push in, yeah. in the Champions League because of the caliber of player she is and what she gives to that team. So everybody knows how good she was in that season. Yeah. So she can't be forgotten. Yeah. And that was in the season two where they had, they got Blackstanius, the Swedish striker, <laughs> so she could then drop Link. into more of the, the 10 role mm. and play a little bit deeper, which she's always wanted to do. Mm. She's never really been or wanted to be a striker. But going back to that women's 11, I also thought it was interesting because Drake slash Mary Earps, who was wearing an awesome Drake dress as well, um, <laughs> didn't get the in the women's best 11 it was Tiani Endler Christiani mm -hmm. Endler the Chilean goalkeeper who plays for PSG no Lyon she's yeah, transferred yeah. didn't she um who Chile obviously didn't qualify for the women's world cup so that was pretty sad for a goalkeeper who's now in the best she let, let's be she's real good. right she's unbelievable she's like let's be real she's like I mean she won it last year I handed it out last year and she won did you hand keeper. her the, yeah well it was it was like, last year yeah we weren't there were we it was behind closed doors and oh, all that right. madness. But okay, you handed so it to virtually. Yeah, cool, cool. yeah. Um, but Still I'm saying, cool. in terms of in terms of the best keeper out there, like you could argue that with herself and Mary. Yeah, she's that mm -hmm. good. Like she she's phenomenal. Like she they, she goes back to Leon, having Leon. You know, went on a blip. You know, they dominated the, uh, the yeah. Champions League for years. Everybody thought that season they were going to beat Barcelona in the, in the Champions yeah. League, mm -hmm. and they don't. Mm. And it's like she had a massive impact on that Leon team getting them back to where they are now. Mm. So they're both phenomenal keepers. But as you say, it comes down to, that's a player vote. Yeah. So his teammates and, you know, yeah. I guess the Champions League, which Mary isn't playing in, probably Endlove has probably got more votes through that, mm. having played in the Champions League for Leon, And then obviously 
got to the final and, and won it. And it's a good point because your what your question back to that uh, is about the visibility and yep. with the Women's Champions League now being on YouTube, Free to Air Global, anyone on the whole planet can watch it, mm-hmm. uh, and that must that you must make it? a huge difference. Do you <laughs> Always. watch it? Do you Always. Just checking because you're a goalkeeper. Yeah. The, <laughs> the other thing I, I thought was interesting about the <laughs> the women's top eleven, which as we mentioned is voted on by players themselves. That's it. Only players, professional players, can vote on this one. Um, is and I really thought about your like OCD on this one, Farah, yeah. because the back line, for example, is all center backs except for Lucy Bronze. <laughs> so like, it does it bother me? Do you guys that you can choose three defenders, three midfielders, three forwards, and then the. 11th most voted player, the next best voted player then gets picked. So it's not like a 4-3-3 or a mm-hmm. 4-2-2 or 4-4-2 or 4-2-2 would be pretty difficult to play. Um, it kind of bothers me. I'd rather have like two center backs, a right back, a left back, and I want to know who's the best left back on the planet. Do you guys care? Um, I don't know if I care because there's just been no consistency with it. It's always They've always done what they wanted to do, but... I well, guess. the men's team are four strikers. I know. It's just, they, they, want to exactly. see, they want to see the best 11, isn't yeah. it? It's not saying yeah. the best 11 that's going to play in a competition. It's mm-hmm. who are the best 11 players mm. currently a- across a pitch. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy yeah. with that. But I still want Bob Matty in the, in I the team. I want Bob Matty in there. I don't know. Like, if, there's one, yeah. if there's one player that I, I still want to see in there, it Matty. has to be Bob Matty. Who would you take out? Because in that midfield, we've got Alexia Putea, Spanish, Barcelona, Kira Walsh. English. You know now, what? I'm going to be ruthless and here. It has German, to be I'm going to no. I'm, I'm going to be ruthless here. And I'm going to take out Alex Morgan. I'm going to put her in midfield and have a four midfield. Because out of all of them, mm. Kira had a, fa- a fantastic season. Oberdorf, the tournament. Like, you I think of Kira's the, impact. The, the lineup. I'm just going 4 4 No, but you've got to take out one player. If you were to take out one player in there, you'd either, you'd either take out a defender, mm-hmm. but on there, but you can, the four of them, okay. But I'm looking, I'm thinking, okay, Alex Morgan. America, what what have they done like in terms of national football? International football, sorry. She had a good season in in NWC. Yeah. She had a fantastic season yeah. in terms so of her goals. Goal so she was top goal scorer. Yeah. But yeah, apart from that, mm. and that league's really weird. Like I don't really get that league. <laughs> I don't really get it. I'm so used to European yeah, football, yeah. like and, and seeing Champions League and cups and all that. Yeah. The whole like finishing the top four, but then you go into a playoff yeah. and kick off and like yeah, a fight. Yeah. yeah, that like for yeah. me as a footballer, and it's grown up with like. FA Cup finals yeah, and leave. It is what it is. It's, it's weird done, for me, so I can't really take that seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I'm if you taking out Walsh. You're taking out Walsh, Kara Walsh. Because I guess what Bermatty can do, she can do what Walsh does and some. So mm. for me... Yeah, but Walsh won then, the Euros, man. And she had a really good season with City. I know, but... And then got a massive transfer move to I, Barcelona see, based well, on how good she was. Don't get emotionally attached. <laughs> no, no, no. We're no, just, no, just no. talking, <laughs> about, we're just talking yeah. about over the white line and the game of football. Who are you... you got first pick. you got Kara Walsh or Bermatty. Who's your first pick? I'm going with Bomati as well. Bomati, yeah. yeah. Bomati I mean, nothing yeah, against. Again, it's never against the players that you're But I'm just saying, if I had to pick, you're saying you're talking about the best eleven. You just contradicted what you're saying because you said what is the best eleven? Yeah. For me, out of all of them, the best eleven will be take out Alex Morgan and put Bomati in it. Out of those that are there. So you're if saying, I, so you're saying taking out, sorry, taking out Kara Walsh and taking out. I'm playing I mean, a diet. I'm playing. Sorry, a, I'm playing. Walsh, I'm playing. Sorry, leaving Walsh, taking out Alex Morgan. Am I putting Bon Matty in there? I'm making that a makes diamond. An even stronger team. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> I'm saying, if you take out Kara Walsh and you pull Bon, bon Matty in there, you still get that same delivery plus some, and you've got the finishing of Morgan. I just yeah, like. I just like a four. I just like the four four two diamond formation. I don't like four three three. 
<laughs> I agree with that. I agree with that. And then you had Sam Kerr and Beth Mead up top as well. And then for the defenders, Lucy Bronze, Maria Leon, or Mappy, Leah Williamson, and Wendy Renard. Um, I would have put Millie Bright instead of Leah Williamson as well. I think as a center sure. back, she brings more. She is absolutely the core and the rock and foundation of that team, both Chelsea and um, internationally. So that would be that would have been my major. That's a great shout. I think, I think, yeah, and that's something that I, that I spoke about quite a lot last year mm. about Millie Bright and how much he's grown as a player, leader on the pitch, takes responsibility to defend first, which in the modern day game is in, is, is overlooked, yeah, isn't it? So, it's so true. I, I take it makes that. Me I take so that. She's annoyed a, watching. <laughs> and, I, look, and she's a Euro winner. League, she yeah. won the league. They won the FA Cup. So yeah, yeah. If you, right. if you was to look at all of that, Millie's been fantastic. Nice. So, yeah. And good shout, like, good shout, Beth. Yeah, well, hey, like, you know, know, centre-half and all that. Looking at centre-halves. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and an interesting topic as well, that FIFA has signed their first global fan ambassador. And it's not you, Farah. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. She, was, she was in the air yesterday <laughs> was, trying, to, trying to get that She was that trying to get in there, but they announced it only a day or two ago, and it was Adriana Lima. Do you know who that who? is? Who, what, why, why? Yeah. I've seen her in WH Smith. <laughs> she is a supermodel. Oh, I and did see the tweets going around about yeah. the supermodel. Hope that she's not getting paid more than the players and all that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. So it was interesting yeah. the reaction to it. And not not only a supermodel, but she's sort of a little bit older as well. She's just had a child. She's Brazilian. Um, but I think it's a really interesting choice. I mean, why are you satisfying the current audience you already have, which is sort of middle age? Men, or are you looking to go after a new audience? I'm. It's I'm a not product. Sure where Adriana Beauty sells Luma products. Let's there. be honest. Yeah, so it's it's definitely a product, and again, this women's game, we can't keep fighting against it in terms of where it's going. I guess about how do we make sure that it's got a voice and it's being strategically looked after in a place where original fans, pure fans, can still feel like it's something that's relatable to them. Mm. Um. And, and you think Adriana Lima? No, 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 I'm not. I'm saying oh. Can I ask something, I'm right? There has to be some kind of input in terms of making sure that voice remains at the forefront when it's it's not because it's now becoming more of a product. Gotcha. So. That's right. You know, you gotcha. know, on that, right? Because us old school people, we just want the right people pushing it in the right direction <laughs> and making the growth of the game become even better. I don't right? care about but the, the right. Day, I think the modern like, day it's game, fun. it's about it, it's it's a beauty product, right? Because women, we have to accept they're looking at what looks beautiful. Facts. And that goes on team team that's selections and stuff like that in terms of like, you know, like you, you could look at team in a tournament, for example. Mm. There will be players getting picked over other players because of their brand as an mm. individual and what they look like or what they can bring to the mm. brand. This is what we 11. touched on last so, episode too. So that's, that's probably it. plays a part in it, whether mm. we want to accept it or whether we agree with it. That's how the women's game is going to be starting to look, in my opinion. Interesting. Whether it be right or wrong. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't we, like that fans choice. Fans' opinions will be good on that. Do you know, yeah, let's get the fans' And we can opinions. then go into it a little bit more. That's a good, that's a good shout. And then we'll, ch- we'll share tomorrow. I mean, tomorrow. We'll share next week what we uh, what we think about it. Because mm. I, I that one was, it's not even about the supermodel thing. Because I think, great, awesome. Like, mm. let's get some beauty in there. Let's get some, like, top models. Fine, totally fine. Get but, excited. Like, Adriana <laughs> Lima. <laughs> like, I'm sure there was someone at FIFA that was like, do you know what? I met this supermodel and she's brazilian and she likes football sign her up sign her up sign her up you more than anybody knows how it all operates (laughs) did 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 all right well that wraps up our first half about the fifa best awards thanks farah for your insider opinion given the fact that you were sitting in the audience and on to our halftime team talk now
All right, so heading into our halftime team talk, let's kick off with the international matches because I thought that was really interesting. Obviously, we were at the Arnold Clark Cup. No surprise there that the Lionesses won. Did you guys have any anything that you found interesting in that break? Mm. You know what? I th- no, it's not. I think the tournament was, was well run. Um, Thank you. I think... The stadiums were great. They were packed for all of the Lionesses yeah. games. I thought that was fantastic that the free stadium that was selected, they filled them. Mm. They got record-breaking crowd at Coventry. Yeah. Um, what was the last one? Bristol City, I think that was a yeah, record. Yeah, Bristol. So we got, yeah. there was a few. Sold out. Yeah, sold out stadium. So I think that was fantastic. The frustrating thing for me is as a fan now where England or the Lionesses, you know, it's so hard to keep calling them Lionesses. I'm so used to <laughs> yeah. England. Where they're at now in their game, and, uh, you know, I believe that they wanted to run a tournament here so that they could have the rights over what they do, who they brought in, etc. Mm. The calibre of opposition, in my opinion, was nowhere near the level that the Lionesses needed going yep. into a major tournament. It gave them different options in terms of what they played against. But I don't think that calibre of opposition, which which is, you know what, I shouldn't be saying this, but I don't think it motivates the Lionesses anymore. Mm. So years ago, like for me as a player, like you want to play, you know, if you're telling me you're playing Italy and yeah. Korea, I'm like, wow, this could be a tough game. Yeah. We're far past all of that. We've we, we've pushed our game on so far that now playing that opposition, even though they're ranked top twenty, yeah, we're more top ten opposition now to really like absolutely motivate these players to like go to the levels because look, they won every game with pretty much with ease, yeah, and probably not playing at the level they needed to. At even times, the final I thought six one. At times they were sloppy with that. Even in that yeah. game against Belgium, mm. you know, they absolutely wiped the floor with them, yeah, and they were sloppy at times and mm. not the you know the speed in which they played. And some people say, and Serena said, you know, the pitches were slow, etc. No, let, let's be real. Yeah. Yes, they haven't played for a while, so that might have been some of the disconnection. But I don't feel that they needed to even get to a level to beat those three oppositions that they played. Can and I, I can, can see I, you itching to get your... I want to ask a question? Because <laughs> I'm it. not proved in international scene. Um, do competitions like this that are yeah. not major competitions, do they actually mean something? Is there any like competitions that you're like, oh, we really want to win the Cyprus Cup or the mm-hmm. Shibli Cup? Is, to... is it like as important... Not as important as a like a Euros yeah. or, a, or a World Cup, but like it is something yeah. that you, you really want to It's a good in. question. Mm-hmm. No, it's a good question because also when you go into these, like when we used to play Cyprus Cup, it was about rotating that team, especially in a tournament year. Mm-hmm. So you'd go into heading into a World Cup and we saw the Lionesses do this. We saw the USA do this. We saw all the teams actually. You rotate your squad a bit more and you, and so you're not really out to, you're always out to win. 100% of the time you always want that hardware you're always yeah. playing for hardware but I think there are other more important objectives in that window going into a tournament year they used to frustrate me I used to want to win every tournament we played it and as you mm. say She Believes Cup or mm. Cyprus Cup but whatever, they start rotating. whatever. <laughs> and it's like and the players go there and it's like okay we've got a tournament coming up and you Back then, I mean, now international windows are more. There's yeah. more international fixtures now. Mm. Back then, there was limited international windows, right? So every time we get together, you just want to try and build a connection going into a tournament. It's like, I just want the same 11 or, or, or there or thereabouts. Yeah. I can build a connection for myself as a centre. Like, I used to sit in front of the back back four. So mm. with the centre half, so I'd want to build a connection with the yeah. 10. Yeah. You wanted to work things out. What they like, what runs you can see, etc. But the rotation for me never yeah. helped going into a tournament. Yeah. So those tournaments that come just before major tournaments, in my opinion, never used to help us. Didn't help now you, but a, do you think it helped those players? That, no, like, I, look at Lauren James, but, but who got the problem is a players want to squad play. Like, you're gonna have a squad of 23, so yeah. you're gonna need to know what players could do what. Yeah. So I understand it from a coaching perspective, yeah. having been on that side of you it. You just don't like it. But <laughs> as a player, yeah. when you're going into a major tournament and you don't get that much opportunity to play together. Yeah. It's difficult, and you all play for different teams. Mm. You want to try, and, and, the and back then time. there was, you know, the teams were spread between where the players had come from. So mm. you do, yeah, want that. That 
bit of consistency. It might be something that's thicker, and I asked that question mm. because I saw thicker as in what like uh, no no thicker? as in fickle as in oh, I fickle. saw the <laughs> yeah, social media. I was like, <laughs> um, Kara Walsh gave her winners medal yeah. to a fan in the crowd. <laughs> you talked about hardware. You talked about wanting to win every game mm. like for me that's like a memorable moment it's something oh, that, yeah. to show like this is yep. what we've achieved this is the milestone and it actually re- reminded me of when I first started teaching and we had a sports day I randomly saw a kid who was selling his winning, winning medal in the crowd <laughs> so that the kid who bought it could go home and tell his mum that he's won a <laughs> yeah. race and I was thinking it doesn't mean oh, it does. that much to that play like it's just it's a joke so for me I'm like is the Arnold Clark Cup does it not mean anything? Is it just like a pre-season friendly and actually they don't see it as a major thing when actually as a national governing body, we're trying to look at it as a major tournament. Mm. We're trying to, to build attract it, the yeah. best teams yeah. to come. And then you have like... Yeah, giving medal, away your medal. Giving away Guys, your medal. Guys, I but still wait, wait. have my golden boot from when I played under 10s football. <laughs> yes. I still have my player of the season, my exactly. player's player of the season, manager's player. Exactly. They're still in my house. Can I I'm tell not you, lying. I ain't lying. Can I tell you the exact opposite? Exact opposite of Farah. I couldn't find my Champions League medal what? for years. <laughs> for years. And I, it's still to this day, I'm like, I, I'm pretty sure I, if you ask me to go get it, I, I think I would be able to find it. I think so. Right. So it's I not it, for me. Well. It's not about like the actual thing. It's about the experience. But speaking of experiences and things being taken home mm-hmm. from the Arnold Clark Cup, as medals, as honorary things, did you get anything Martha, um, during the Ar- Arnold Clark Cup? Oh, yes, I did. I got a, a shirt from from Chloe uh, Kelly. Big shout out to Chloe Kelly. Did you? Big love Chloe heart. Kelly. Thank you very Ladies much. Ladies and gentlemen. Faz definitely <laughs> had a few words in Chloe Kelly's ear um, <laughs> about me posting and wanting a shirt. And as a, <laughs> she lives next, well, quite close to me because she mm. supports QPR and I grew up living next to QPR and family's massive QPR fans. So it was really nice to be able to receive that shirt. I've Fun. watched her journey from QPR to Arsenal. And it's actually Evans, fun. It's actually an yeah. Evan. But you know what's even funny? I remember playing against her when she was at Arsenal. And you know, she's just so like slim and skinny. Light, it? And I went in for a tackle without even like <laughs> thinking of like, I'm even going to put any effort because this is just a joke. I went flying. To this day, I'm fuming, yeah. She absolutely pushed rolled me up, you. rolled me yeah, off the board. So Chloe, I, I, I owe you one, but this, the shirt will definitely uh, make up uh. for that. So, And what the fans don't know and didn't see was that you then proceeded to put the jersey on over your massive Tried. puffer yeah, jersey yeah, that, you jacket. Just, and it was quite possibly one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah, just no, I've, got, I've, got like, even, I've got an even funnier story about it, but I'm, I ain't even going down that road. Oh my, Michelin, <laughs> the Michelin man. Legit, like, like in the tunnel. In the I sneak tunnel. you down into the tunnel, I you know, get your right? jersey and then that happens and everyone all of a sudden, we're trying to be subtle. Yeah, we no, won't, that we won't, we won't talk about the funniest story that we had later on. Can we talk about it next week? No, we'll talk about it after. Okay, great, okay, good. <laughs> Perfect. That's great for our fans and listeners. Um, Arnold Clark Cup was won by the Lionesses, as we said. The she believe. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Thieves Cup was won by the U.S. Women's National Team. No surprise there. Although they did have a much better uh, team. So like you said, they had a better tournament. They had Brazil, Canada, and Japan in mm-hmm. that one. I think that was the strongest one. Then they had the Cup of Nations, which the Matildas won. And the Tournoi de France, which France won. So I think the, the key is really just host a tournament and then you can win it. Mm-hmm. Um, as pretty much the outcome of that. And then looking just at the... Um, Conti Cup, so changing gears to more domestic here. We had the um, Conti Cup and the FA Cup fifth round. Uh, Man United smashed Durham 5-0. And then we had two games that were great. You were at one. Chelsea beat Arsenal mm-hmm. 2-0. Um, Sam Kerr scored in that 100th Chelsea game. And then Tottenham was 0-0 with Reading at the very end. And who came out on top in penalties? You tell me, because Tottenham's your team. Tottenham, did they come out on top? <laughs> you two tell me, you two Tottenham no, fans. Tottenham, you no. two Tottenham fans, are they out of the oh, well. are they are they in the no quarter final? I was a Tottenham fan. What? You what? was a you was a you was a, a glory hunting finishing third spot at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, I Can definitely I just, thought there was a disclaimer for the 19th Go ready. time. Go ready. <laughs> My maths was not massing and oh, okay. I completely forgot the team. So this is the last time we're going to address uh, this no, point. No, we're not. Okay. I doubt that that's going to happen. But anyway, um, moving on, unless legend. you want to say something about Chelsea Arsenal. Yeah. I mean, there, it wasn't that surprising, wasn't it? Arsenal's fraught with injury right now and it's Chelsea's not, but you know what people smashing it. I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to go into so it because we've only got a short half time. It should be going into second half. But Chelsea are just efficient they in are, everything yeah. they do. That's the so difference good. between Chelsea and the rest of the pack. And that's why I say every year when people ask me about Chelsea or who's going to win the league, I say Chelsea because they are so efficient mm. in front of goal, in and out of possession. Arsenal actually dominated chances at goal. Yeah, They had, ch- they had early chances. Mm-hmm. They were just so poor in front of goal. And people keep talking about the Beth Mead and, and Vivian Miedema. Yes, two fantastic players will have a massive impact whichever team they're in, right? But... They have players getting in the positions to score goals that are just not scoring. Mm, yeah. Is it a confidence thing? I think Black Stinius partly is because if I was playing yeah. for a team where my manager wanted to exchange me with a with, with exactly. a C and then, then you're needed the next week because it all fell through, mm. you don't feel like you're and wanted you're at that club. you're talking about the Alessio so Russo potential Yeah, transfer. and so that's yeah. that's really difficult. So I yeah. think that, that she's having difficulty with that, but she's still getting in the positions to score yeah. goals. And Chelsea's yeah. just good, for me, bottom line. For me, it just, and I said it to you, Faz, when I was messaging you, it just lacked leadership. Mm, like, there's none. I look at all the great Arsenal teams yep. and Kim someone, is carrying them, Earth. Kim is carrying, carrying them, them. Kim Little, but yeah. it's just about, again, do they understand the importance of this league and winning it and the history behind it? And this is what I'm talking about. There's so many different foreign players. Um, do they understand how important it is? Do they, when it's wet and it's cold and they don't really feel like it, is there someone who can yeah. kind of grab them by the scruff of the neck like yeah. Jane Ludlow would mm. and be like, no matter, like, Sean, the standards, Sean, yeah, Sean Kobe, Williams, yeah. like, we need Faye to, White, yeah, Faye, like, like, these yeah. are the players yeah, that the Kelly, names. Kelly, Kelly Smith would do it. Yeah. Exactly, and it means that much because they've got mm. that within the team. I think, obviously, you have that with Leah because, mm. obviously, she's grown up with the team, but, like I said, there's just yeah, not that is she grit. That same, they haven't yeah, got gritty. that. They haven't got that grit in terms of winning. Mm. And I think what Chelsea have is they have that through their leaders and from the management go down. Like expectation oh, yeah, is so high. So whether you've mm. got that grit or not, 
it's that leadership, it's that mentality, it's mm. that group Mentality thing. is a key, yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. the bit that drags them through. So if you don't understand, if you don't speak the language, you know this is what we mm. need to this do. This is the Re- culture. Regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, culture. one funny thing. <laughs> okay. Just this is going to be yeah. the longest <laughs> halftime. Because Lauren James, right, she was getting a little bit of stick. Obviously, she was at Arsenal for a period of time yeah, when she yeah. was younger. And so the fans were like right next to her and she'd fallen over the ball right next to him. And as she gets <laughs> up, she signals like the 2-0 <laughs> 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 to the fans. And it was just all over Twitter. It just really made me laugh. For someone so young who's quite shy, yeah, phenomenal talent, and then yeah, it just really made me laugh. Quite cheeky, but yeah. funny. That's fun. That's fun that they can still have fun yeah. too, because everything is it. getting so serious <laughs> in the women's game. It's like just laugh at yourself. Someone else was saying uh, that the crowd was chanting at Chelsea. Uh, she's still better than you with jet lag. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Kerr turned around Please like, stick oh. to presenting and not singing. <laughs> well, <laughs> still no well, that was better than most of the chants I hear over here. All right, that wraps up our halftime team talk. And that was longer than, than usual, but we had some fun stories to tell you. All right, and heading into our second half, we have three national teams now there's a third one that's now joined who are boycotting who have gone on strike uh the spanish team we already knew uh was striking because they didn't like their coach um uh jorge vilda and 15 of those players stepped back including alexia puteas mostly barcelona players and the federation then came back and said that's fine you have to offer an apology to the coach if you ever are going to play back for this spanish national team they then went on to beat um, a, a few national teams mm-hmm. and do really well actually so that's still in a stalemate and the Canadian national team went on strike and then had to come back which we talked about in I think it was two podcasts ago so catch us up on that one for the full story because they weren't paid for an entire year and they were they found out that their budget has been cut six months ahead of the World Cup and then this week, Wendy Renard, who is in the World Eleven um, and probably one of the best players, well, is one of the best players on the planet and has been in the game for so long, stepped back from the national team and said she can't do it anymore because of mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And then we had um, two other players, Diani and Katoto, step back as well and say that they don't want to play as well. Remember, Diani is the top goal scorer mm-hmm. right now in that French league. Mm-hmm. And Chelsea then to get her as well, so they're top players. You what, sorry? No, I'm saying the players that you're saying then. Yeah, top top players, top for that players. Team, yeah. And then um, recently, they then said uh, Diacre, Corinne Diacre, the coach, had then stepped back and said she's going to resign from the team. And then literally just a couple hours ago, um, they said that the decision of firing Corinne Diacre has been postponed by the FFF due to their president resigning. So now a special group has been formed to make a decision by the 9th of March. It's just nuts. Mm-hmm. Like we're six months, not mm-hmm. even six months out of a World Cup, people. What is going on? This is what happens when you put profit over people. That's that. This is the bottom line. I think in terms of the French national team, yes, no one wants them to be public in terms of striking, but sometimes when you want action, that's the only thing that can make that Mm -hmm. tangible change happen. So maybe they've been talking for a long time and they haven't been seeing anything, any movement happen, well, as fast as they wanted to, knowing that there's a World Cup coming up. Mm. They had to take action in terms of stepping away. And I remember you talking last week when we were doing the the pod at the Arnold Clark Cup about that leadership and how much responsibility is on the captain and you having to support in terms of that that management conversation. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming from Renard's point of view, this is having an impact on her mental health. She wants to just be playing. There's stuff coming from management. There's stuff coming from players. And then 
where where do you go with that? I guess you just want to be able to perform mm. at your best. So I guess in terms of getting some sort of outcome, you don't want to see players moving away. You want to see the best players playing. But I'm in solidarity with the French team, which is why I have my France top on today. <laughs> not, not, not that the France top matches her red pants <laughs> no, and it's got and blue, know, red that, and white That would have had to have been a hard yeah, call, right? Because you know coordination is... You know, <laughs> yeah, you always have the exactly. colour matching suits. I feel you? like it's... Uh, it's a big, a big call for Menard, right? Mm-hmm. Because every national mm-hmm. team that I've, well, captains that I've been under in a national team, they're rarely the ones that take the responsibility to, to take action in terms of it's, I'm going to solely take the responsibility and by leaving or stepping away from the national team for a period shows you how much I care about the national team, right? Because the captain don't do that. Mm-hmm. It's normally like they want to do it collectively, let's do it together. I think her making that stance and doing that is more powerful than trying to encourage because some of the younger players that are just on their journey into the international game, she probably don't want to put that on them, you know, their career. She's solely thinking, well, I've had my career, I've had a really good career. I still have, you know, years on my career. But in order to make any sort of change, I'm going to be the, the one that actually makes that stand. And mm. I think that's really powerful. And obviously we've seen the players that have followed that. There's obviously problems there. And I think from... You know, I spoke to a friend who's coaching out in in, in, in France, you know, and knows the, the, the setup. I think the president is is a part of the reason, a big part of the reason. And then obviously then there's some obviously some complications with the manager that there needs to be some change there. Mm. But it's all political. In, in those, you know, for years and years from when I played international football against the French, the talent they have in their, in, in their country is crazy. Mm. To think they've never won. You know, a major tournament. It it, it blows my. It, it truly, truly blows my what? mind. The Euros they were phenomenal. I actually and I was think, looking. I was getting excited for their World Cup with them. I actually think that the France team, women's national team, not winning a major Madness. tournament, a Euros, Olympics, World Cup, is the greatest mystery of women's football. Mental. Uh, definitely. You know what? You know what? Even worse is that they go six years, right, Leon. Without any real overseas players, I don't think. Yeah. And won the European, so they won the Champions League six years, right, on the bounce or whatever. Five, I think it's five. Yeah. Or they've won it six yeah, times, whatever. Early on, you're but saying, I'm saying yeah, in yeah. the early years, right? And I'm saying they pretty much were the national team, yeah. so they didn't even bring overseas players into Lyon at that time as much as they do now. Mm-hmm. To not be able to then go and deliver that on the international stage, it, mm. it, honestly, it's it's crazy. There's heard, something not right, and I've heard for that sure. the thing that's not right with that team environment. And again, it's hearsay, but is is the coach? Yeah, it is. And that's the hardest. But they seem to have all the coaches seem to be like that, though. They just don't seem to have any. But when you look at the coaches anyway, you know, you look at Sonia from Mm. Lyon, and they don't have any fun. Mm. I mean, no, that's the problem. I can't. I can't imagine when I came to Germany in two thousand nine. So it was a long ass time ago. But they they didn't have any fun. They were very serious, and they it was all very military, militant like. And and you laughed, and they're like, "You're not taking it seriously." I'm like, "I am. I'm I'm here to have fun. Like this Mm. is my life." And you know, since then, you've seen the German team grow and evolve mm. and be able to have different types of personalities you talked mm. about mark sampson mm. and the change from you know previous Us, hope yeah. to mark and and how you guys could then develop your personalities and and that team has i think grown and flourished because of that and then you look at the french team and it feels to me like they're still playing in a really old style management way which is you will follow the rules you will play as we do you will not have fun you will not laugh mm. they don't they don't look fun <laughs> no one wants to play in that team Mate, that's how that. That's how it is. I think it's a culture thing, anyway, because uh, I'm scared when I go to France. No, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but what was intimidate. Yeah, yeah, in general, I'm that's saying true, that, that yeah. intimidation they have that. That's like just, when the waiters are well, mad at you yeah, for yeah. ordering. Yeah, I'm like, well, you okay. <laughs> that's so true. But quick point. So just just on that, I'm looking at it in terms of like management and coaching styles. Like yeah. we can't. There's no doubt in terms of talent. France oh. have the best talent. If not, they've 
yeah, I think I'm going to put a call out there. They've had, they've got the most talented players ever mm. to to sort of grace as a squad. Does it come down to the management then mm. of a setup or a club or, or a country that has to be embedded into coaching qualifications on how to manage this great group of talent? Because the talent's there. It's how do you then create that culture? Is there enough... I guess, time or modules. I don't know, I haven't done my A licence, Farrah, maybe you can help me, in terms of the people management. Look at it in the men's game now with Chelsea and Pot. The talent's there. They're not able to then manage the talent. We look at people like Mourinho, excellent job in terms mm. of managing that sort of talent. I also yeah. think that's a different skill. In all in this is This is the whole reason why everybody... Yeah, I don't know. Because people always say to me like, oh, you'd make a great manager, coach. No, no, I'd probably make a great coach. <laughs> yeah. I, I believe I believe in my in how I, how I like to see the game played mm-hmm. and how I like to deliver that to players, etc. But in terms of managing individuals and personalities and all that and in a group, mm. that's just not for me. I don't, I'm not even skilled for that, mm. that part. But you've got to know that yourself. You've got to yeah. know what you're... But that, what, that's what makes a good manager, right? Yeah. You because for me, if I was to get the... That, if I was to get... You? If I was that role, if that was my role and I knew that I wasn't good in certain areas, you get a team around you yeah. that make your weaknesses your strength, right? I'll and you've got to be manager, open enough. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because you're good with people. You're good at, exactly. at the things that I'm not good at. And exactly. I'm good at the things that you're not. That's why we're so. in practice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I'll but just yeah. sit over here and um, cheerlead. Yeah, I'll cheerlead. No, it's cool. You're just fine. Definitely wanted to do fine. Yeah, fine. You could do a budget. I'll run your budgets. Great. Uh, <laughs> damn, I thought I was going to get away with that one. It wasn't going to come up again. That will always come up uh, with her for a round. Uh, I'll give you an example, though. New Zealand women's national team. We had zero professional players when I was playing in Germany. I was the only one. Mm. And we consistently punched way above our weight, you know, with one zero losses, like really narrow losses to the USA. It was number one at the time. It was playing their best team. So we we had some really good um, – we got out of the, the – um, Olympics in 2012, we got to play in the quarterfinals. And I mean, that we had no place being there. And it was 100% for me because of the guitar, the guitar the, because say. the culture, because the, of the yeah, culture, agreed. because we just knew what each other's strengths were, the weaknesses. We picked each other up. We were positive. We had fun. And um, I don't see that now with the football ferns, but I don't really want to go I into them. Did you, <laughs> fight, did you nah, fight for No, other? no, we did. Yeah, they they would have. Yeah. And I think that, that, that that's what I'm always saying. Like culture, like yeah. within a, yeah. uh, an environment that you create, totally. will always take you to that next level. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we've seen that with the French team. I'm not saying that they're not collectively together. They might be. We don't know. From an outsider looking in, mm-hmm. it doesn't look like they are. Mm-hmm. Well, you can, see, you can see a strong group from an outside. Right, and I think yeah. that that's what carries you even further than just the talent within that room. Mm. That's, that's kind of what we saw with Arsenal, I think, historically, but I just don't see yeah, it now. But they don't have got, that. You guys talked about mm. that too on on BBC. I remember. Um, but anyway, it's it's a it's a really interesting mm. one, and and to be really honest, I just hope they all get their shizzle together mm. because they've got a World Cup. We need these teams to be really good. Canada's a funny one, a funny one though, Beck, because I was speaking to one of the the girls out yesterday and at the FIFA Best and. Yeah. I was like, what? Like, what's the issue? Like, what is it? Like, like you mm. striking for? How come you didn't go follow through with it? And legally, they couldn't. Yeah. So they weren't allowed to follow through with it yeah, because they would have gotten sued. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But there's an international window. I think next month, maybe or the, is it April? April. Mm-hmm. April. So what were you now? Yep, April. Yeah, almost, so yeah, yeah, in April, and they will. The, the plan is to strike then if there's been no change. Mm. But uh, but they asked about the manager. Is the manager on board of it? Mm. And and uh, Reisman, yep, right? yeah. And obviously she's English, and yeah. they were like, yeah, she is. She's on board of it because. They're trying to push on for becoming Olympic champions to mm. what next and trying to grow that. So funding being cut and whether it be 
you know, you know, as you spoke about that, that players actually being paid or the facilities, have they got the right facilities? Did they have the right travel? Did they have the right amount of staff? Did they have the right investment? Because at the minute, they don't even have the same amount of players that they can select because it's not a budget to select 23 players in yeah. a squad, for example. To bring so, into the camps. Yeah, so yeah. they won't bring that number of players into camp. Therefore, that has an impact on the players that they can bring in through the whole youth setup, and it's just mm. a knock-on effect. Mm. And now... From being Olympic champions to being four months or five months away from That's a World so Cup, bad, isn't and it? the budget's completely been cut, and it, so they're going down the same route as the, the American women's national team: equal everything, mm. equal play, equal whatever it is, mm. and and they're in at the minute talks with that and to see how far they can get with that. But I certainly agree that if you're going to try and develop a nation. You have you to invest. Money. You have you to invest in every area. It's not just about, as you say, it's not just 100%. about giving the players more money in their back pocket because that ain't going to make a nation grow. No. What will make them grow is all the foundations beneath mm. that that helps to, to grow that. And I, I think that's what you, now they're, the they're fighting with. Yeah. In, in, in addition to that, though, it an accountant's perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? My, I'll get deaf sometimes. <laughs> I hear what I want to hear, and I, I heard it late. <laughs> it can't. It can't just be about the investment. There's an important role, I think, for players as well, for former players. Because in terms of having those decisions from a governance point of view, they will know as a player what that feels like, what's the impact, what are the needs, what did they need? And for me, there's not enough people in the room and in those conversations who have lived experience of what it takes to deliver that role in those conversations. And this is where I have... You know, when you go on your FA board meeting... Tell them I'm available if they need any. No. Uh, <laughs> if they need someone to speak no. up, maybe that's why I don't get asked. No, but even but speak even, up but too even, much. But even on that point, so in, t- in terms of um, that investment piece, how important is it to have those voices who have been in the room, or how important is it to have maybe a corporate organisation who have a track record of being able to get something, but actually has no idea what happens yeah. on the ground? And I have an issue with that point as well in terms of they'd be quite quick and willing to invest and pay. These big oh, Adriana know, Lima, five hundred, one hundred, whatever companies yeah, we'll to come in. That. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll touch back on that. We'll come um, back to that next week. Come in yeah. and do a job or to help them solve a certain problem, but they're not willing to have that same investment and value the voice of the players, the experience of players to come into those boardrooms and help solve those same problems. And is it because actually? They're not qualified. They haven't done the qualifications. But what's more important, the qualifications or actually the person who's done the job? This is what I've seen when I was working at FIFA. I mean, Mm -hmm. I was one of the first former footballers to ever work there, Mm -hmm. like literally. And and some of the regulations and the requirements they had on stadiums were just not in line with with what the female, the teams needed, the Mm -hmm. women's teams needed. So, for example, we had to add um, other requirements in where we had the coaching room because in the men's teams they could just go and they can get dressed in the men's you know dressing rooms and for women especially for under 17 girls you're opening up a can of worms there by Mm. saying oh sorry the men have to stay in the dressing room with under 17 year old girls when they're getting dressed like come on that has to be a safeguarding issue and as a girl as a woman you walk in and you go this feels really uncomfortable yeah but if you don't have that and you haven't been through it so yeah I saw that all the time at FIFA and and having worked with the Canadian FA in 2015 from 2012 to 2015 when I first started um yeah there there aren't a lot of former players that they really touch on in terms of the governance and Mm -hmm. what are the things that they're pushing on what are the things that they're you know, really looking at what are their objectives and how do they get those through. Um, there's not a lot of voices, not a lot of former female player voices and anywhere I, And in I don't think it's a lack of people wanting to oh, contribute. No. I think it's just about... Power. How do you use the, the, the powers that be. Even when we went to the game at Wembley, we walked into that 
that room and there was hundreds of former players yeah. who we used to compete against week in, week out. Fun. Like where has that where does yeah. that knowledge go? We yeah. we just don't engage it. And that goes across the country. So different demographics, different beliefs, different all the isms you can think of is in this one room. How are we not tapping into that? And Serena's speech yesterday says yeah. we all have yeah. to work Come together. Together, together. But yeah. are we just talking or are we actually Actioning. working together Don't Don't tell me. Show me. <laughs> <laughs> and on that we're gonna wrap up our second Done. half of um of this podcast of boots balls and bras okay we have <laughs> our first bbb fan <laughs> questions <laughs> With my background singers in the background. From Mari underscore Alpino one. Which team would be the surprise of this season? Um, we're assuming it's from the WSL, Mari. And you're following us from Argentina. Very Whoa. cool. Argentina. Argentina. Okay, go on. Well, definitely ain't going to be Spurs, is it you two? <laughs> it could be. For me. No, do you know what? That was a surprise for me. How poorly they've done this season. Say that louder. They have. Say it louder They've in the mic. Had, they have great <laughs> players. They have, you know, the setup. They they have investment. They have con continually increased their investment into this club. And the fact that they're continually doing so badly, that's a surprise for me. Yeah. For, me, for me, it's Villa, definitely, in terms of, I guess, just looking at their journey of, like, fighting relegation to building, getting a new manager in, getting Carla from, mm. from Birmingham, and then just getting the players in that they've managed mm. to, to get in. I've... I've been to Birmingham a lot of time. It's not the most attractive place in terms Boy. of come over and live in, in, no, in Birmingham. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they've done well to attract the players that they have. Will they finish um, ahead of Arsenal? Will they finish ahead of Arsenal? Yeah, just asking. Asking for a friend. Okay. That, no. Okay. Because R comes before S. A R A S. Oh, okay. So they're not going to finish above Arsenal. Okay. Thanks. All right. Um, even though I said at the beginning of the season United were going to finish in the top three, which yeah. they, they most definitely are, the surprise would be that I think it, they're going to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Chelsea for the title. Mm. So that's a surprise for me. I didn't think they had it in them to push Chelsea to the end, yeah. like Arsenal have done for many seasons. Mm. Um, and I think that's what surprised me the most is that I do genuinely believe them and Chelsea are going to go toe-to-toe -to -toe and Chelsea's experience and mentality will just peep them. So, mm. so you know you remember a lot about football. So <laughs> was the last game of the season, was it Arsenal, I mean Chelsea-Man United? Yep. Do you think that that inspired them to say we, we want, need to come back? Yeah, be because they are not not even just that, not even just that, but they them not getting to win that day mm -hmm. meant they didn't get Champions League football. So yeah. that must have oh, that, that must have been hurting them all through the yeah. season, especially yeah. when you see sort of the and you're there, they could feel they could it. feel what it's Arsenal. like. They they saw the celebrations yeah. after they, it was in the air. They were just spectators, hey. and now no they're, they're like, we want, some, we want some of this. <laughs> we want some of this. And there's three um, three spots, obviously, for the. Um, Champions League mm -hmm. this year as well. All right, we have another question from Georgina Hawks. And this was probably because of our chat last week that we had uh, on our international highs and lows. If you haven't heard that one, we had a good time. Uh, it's roommate chat. What happens when squads have 23? Does one player have no roomie? I don't, well, I don't. When they, you know, when it was, yeah, that that would happen. One player would not yeah. have a roommate; they would be on their own. I'd volunteer. Which, but to be fair, be but to, to be, be that fair, room. that one person that got their own room, there were so many. Like it was split because there'll be other players that would be like, "I wish I had my own room." Yeah, and there'd be times in camp, depending on the camp, there most definitely would be times in camp where you're thinking, "I just wish I had my own room." Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I didn't. I like. I mean, I never. I never was the one that got my own room, so I must have been a good roommate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why. I think it's because mm-hmm. I was the maid. So that's I used to clean. Why. I think it's because I was a clean. So they probably used me as a maid, and you know, to be the cleaner. But I never. Yeah, I always shared a, a room. I never got the opportunity to be on my own. Oh, I would Poor be me. buzzing. I know. If I, if I saw the envelope with my name on it, I just know no you one's would. got a fart. No <laughs> one's going to do all this. I can have out, it's going to be clean. You mean so I, you could do all them things by yourself? <laughs> I could do what? <laughs> yeah, literally just me lingering in it. But I remember. I remember <laughs> lingering in what exactly? In, a in, the fresh, that, yeah. in the fresh air. But I always remember this funny story of a former um, Chelsea teammate was saying that they were arriving late. We had an away game one yeah. time. There was, they was arriving really late. I don't know if it was a part of a punishment, but the <laughs> roommate that they had to share with when they arrived was a male physio. <laughs> no. <laughs> so they got to the door. No. I promise you, again, this is a long time ago. Yeah. And obviously <laughs> like, safeguarding and yeah. stuff has moved up since then. But the physio opened the door in the towel. No. It's like I mean, even if you are sharing it with a dude, why would you do that? I, I don't know. Oh. But I, I reckon that was pre-planned. I, I, <laughs> I would have been in the corridor. You would have seen me. You'd be like, Ethel so would have Absolutely no chance. You would have seen me reception. I reckon, no. Reception. She's like, you know what Ethel would have done? If you opened the door in the towel, yeah, yeah. before she ran, she's pulling it. Right. <laughs> the well. I'll be kicking. Uh, every, that whole floor would have been awake. Like, what, yeah. what, what, what is no, this? You know, yeah. Can I just, I know this is going to go on a bit. She ain't lying when she says that, right? We need to, we're going to come back at some point and tell you about this story. Eartha's pre-season story with Charlton, right? When she was removed from the pitch, red carded, (laughs) right? And refused to leave the pitch because (laughs) she was, if if Eartha couldn't play, nobody else could play. And this is a true story. We need to, we need to bring this into the past at another point. Maybe we'll just talk about maybe our club like highs and lows. Uh, Club highs and lows. I really enjoyed it. had some real good highs (laughs) (laughs) and a couple of lows. (laughs) Some sure. serious lows yeah. no, that, that ended that. up being highs now. Um, I sometimes got the room by myself because they were like, oh, do you want the room by yourself as a captain? But oh, to be honest, it's boring. Boring, isn't it? It's boring. So that, boring. Yeah. I really prefer you like to the guitar be with the young, much, yeah, you know? with the yeah. young kids. Mm. Yeah, and the guitar sometimes. All right, well, that wraps up our Boots, Balls and Bras podcast. This is season two. It's our sixth episode already. We're flying through the season. Ooh. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for sending in all of your questions. And as always, let us know what topics you want us to talk about. We want to hear what you think about Adriana Lima. All right. (laughs) (laughs) On to next week. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.